Hello, I'm Toby, Resilient AF Midlife Mama, and this is number seven in the executive function series that we've been doing. And um, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about inhibition, which is also talking about impulsivity. Ah, <laughs> this is a hot topic. So inhibition is the ability to stop your behavior, your actions, your thoughts, um, at the appropriate time. That's all it means. So what does this look like? Um, and why, why is this important? So, <clears throat> excuse me, this looks like not following directions or inconsistent performance on tasks or touching things, other people's things, other people, um, restlessness, or other active behaviors. This is where um, the, the stereotypical ADHD, um, that hyperactive impulsivity, um, kids that can't like sit still in the chair um, or grabbing at others, you know, grabbing at other people's stuff. Um, and, you know, also like on the autism spectrum. So, but it's also something we see without a diagnosis too, right? So it's just, it's, it just is. So, um, so strategies for working with inhibition is, um, we're basically looking to calm the impulsivity, right? Um, so the biggest thing that I have found helpful is requesting um, a breather <laughs> to take a second, like so before responding to a question or, you know, these are the, these are the, the kids who are, you are not even done with your thought. Your, your sentence has not even been completed and they're already responding. <clears throat> so really like learning that take a breath pause, process, um, take a few seconds before answering the question, take a few seconds before responding to, um, the task uh, that's being asked of you, like taking the time to really process it through. Um, so, um, <laughs> I'm just, there's like that stereotypical, um, Gosh, back in my day, it was um, from Welcome Back, Cotter. I can't remember the character's name, but it was like that, like, you know, raising your hand to answer the question before the question has even been asked. So that's that's what I think of when I think about impulsivity and inhibition and um, really developing that skill to wait until the question is asked and then answer it. So, okay. Um, another thing that we can do to build this skill is to give really explicit, really extensive, clear rules, expectations, directions, like this is where it's helpful to have things visually available. So whether it's a text or, um, something posted on the wall or, um, just, you know, written directions, there's a slowing down when you're visually, um, processing it that, uh, that kind of stops that impulsivity of responding to the verbal. Um, it's also that if you're giving, like, if you're giving a list of directions, um, 
So uh, the best I, I can give you an example from yesterday. So my youngest wanted to scramble some eggs and we have eggs that we get from our chickens. So that means they need to be cleaned before we crack them. And obviously for scrambled eggs, you want to like scramble the eggs before you put them in the pan. You generally want to heat the pan and have something in you know, a little butter or something in the pan. And so there's, there's steps involved, right? So, <laughs> so my son knew he needed to wash, like he knew the steps, but, um, but some kids, and, and we talked about them, even though he knew that they needed to be done. He kind of knew the sequence of it. Um, I did walk him through like what to do. Um, and he made delicious eggs. But some kids would take that egg, not wash it and just crack it right into the pan without heating it first, without putting anything in, without scrambling it and just expect scrambled eggs. So, so there's, you know, that, that need to break it down, to understand the sequence. Um, and again, if it's, if it's written or visual in some way that slows it down and, and helps them to retain the information and to be able to take it one step at a time, as opposed to jumping to that final product. Um, it's also really helpful with these guys to stay close to stay close and monitor. We don't want to hover, right? But sometimes, sometimes it's helpful to, especially with remote schooling right now, to be co-working. So maybe your kid is on the computer doing their schooling and you're on the computer doing your work, but you're in the same space. And so there's a, a general monitoring that's able to happen. So in a classroom, this would look like having certain kids sitting in the front row so they're closer to a teacher, or some kids may be having um, an aide or um, a resource, you know, room teacher um, available and present to them in, in that classroom so that they've got someone that's monitoring them. Um, so really being able to keep an eye on what's going on and sort of um, guide any kind of impulsivity that starts to come up to kind of redirect it. It's not about squashing it as much as it's about redirecting it and, and putting that energy in a positive force versus, um, you know, squashing it completely. Um, most important thing, and I would say as a parent, this has been one of my biggest struggles um, because the negative behaviors are so in our face, right? Um, it's really important that we catch the positive stuff, that we catch the positive behaviors and we acknowledge them. So it's, it is, it is so easy to always be on top of those negative things because and that's our impulsivity, right? That's us seeing, seeing that negative stuff and just jumping on it. But if we can really hone in and look and focus on the positive things and acknowledge them and point them out, this really helps also with building that inhibition skill and getting that neural groove going. Um, so 
yeah, that's what I've got for you on inhibition and impulsivity. So I hope that was really helpful. Um, I always look forward to feedback. There's um, so many good things that are coming. I'm so excited to share some of the things that are coming. And um, that's it. Make it a great week. Bye-bye.